Thank you so much for joining us today for our LifePoint podcast. At LifePoint, we believe everyone's welcome, nobody's perfect, and with God, anything's possible. Hope you enjoy. Well, hello, everybody. How are you today? Awesome. My name is Danny Rivers, and I'm one of the pastors around here at LifePoint. And if you're a guest with us today, man, thank you so much for coming out here. Uh, This is Man Month. Uh, We make no apologies that we celebrate biblical manhood. I know that men in our country have gotten a bad rap, and sometimes rightfully so. Um, We're not talking about that kind of a version of manhood. We're talking about biblical manhood where God called us to be um, the men that we are, the men that we want to be, and he's equipped us to do that. And so we're going to celebrate that over the next few weeks, and we're going to culminate all that with Father's Day. And Father's Day is a big deal around here. I know uh, in all the churches that I went, grew up in and the ones that I worked at, Mother's Day was a huge deal, and Father's Day was like, oh, we better say something to them. And usually it was like... You guys are failing. Step it up. We're not going to do that, man. We're going we're gonna to celebrate uh, all of you dads, and, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so we're going to start that today, uh, a brand new series. But quickly before I jump in, uh, most of you know that there's been a lot of terrible weather in our country the last, I don't know, three or four weeks, and a lot of damage in Oklahoma and in Arkansas with flooding. And there's been a lot of churches that have been destroyed in the process or or, are harmed in that process. And there is a group called Samaritan's Purse that is working with local churches to try to help them get back on their feet, uh, their congregations to get it back on their feet. So uh, on your behalf, uh, LifePoint, we uh, made a big donation to them this week. And we just want to say thank you. Um, Thank you. uh, because when you when you give here, um, it's not it's not you're not giving to LifePoint, you're giving through LifePoint, and so we just want to say thank you, and we just want you to know um, that you're making a big difference. Um, so we're starting a brand new series today called "I Declare War." It's based kind of loosely on a book by the same title. That book we have uh, for sale and at our merchandise area. We call it the merch area. Um, and um, we, we, we just want to make it available. You can get it on Amazon. You can probably pay, you can probably pay less than you can there on Amazon, um, but frankly, um, but it's back there. Uh, and just if you're new here, our, our merchandise area is not so that we make profits for ourselves. Just so you know, when we sell stuff back there, we've got some shirts and some hats based on this series. All of the proceeds of that go to support our local missions and our global missions partners. For instance, uh, we're, we just wrapped up a thing called Feed SA. Uh, we were partnering with other churches to raise 400,000 uh, meals for the city of San Antonio and the food bank. And so I think it's $2,800 from last quarter uh, that you guys have helped us uh, donate uh, this week by your purchases that back there. So literally the proceeds of that, $2,800 uh, in one quarter to the San Antonio food bank. So just FYI, that's why we do that. That's why we do that. And, uh, and then each, each quarter, we're going to give whatever comes in. It's usually several thousand dollars to our local partners or our global missions partners. The first quarter of the year, we went to, to Haiti. It was $3,700 uh, to our partners down in Haiti. So thank you for doing that. And the book's back there if you want to get that and pick that up. So we need to begin with a question as we start this series. And the question, of course, that begs to be answered is, Why? Why do I need to declare war, right? Feels aggressive, feels hostile, feels like it's dramatic. Like, what's the big deal, man? Well, here's the easy answer to why. Uh, The answer is because you're already in one, whether you know it or not. You're already in a war. Somebody's declared war on you, uh, even if you haven't declared war in in, in turn, right? There's a war raging Um, If you look at the Bible, the the scriptures from the front to the back, 
the Bible's pretty clear that our lives are a bit of a battlefield, that there is stuff going on. And I think there are times that even if you're not a believer, even if you're not a Christian, even if you don't even know anything about any of this stuff, that you feel that. You feel that darkness. You feel that struggle that feels like, where in the world is this coming from and why is it so hard just to do life? You, you feel that. I think it tugs at you from a number of, of areas. Um, but, but Scripture... Um, and, and not everybody probably knows or believes the, the, the scriptures, but the scriptures tell us, because that's the foundation of who we are, that, 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 those, that source of conflict that you feel often in life comes from three different places. Number one, the Bible says that it comes from our spiritual enemy, and, and the Bible calls him the devil, Satan, uh, Lucifer, all of these different words, um, and that he is an enemy of God, and as such, he is the enemy of God's people. And John chapter 10, verse 10 uh, John, the gospel writer, says, look, his mission is to steal, kill, and to destroy, to create destruction in the hearts and the lives of, of people who follow Jesus, and that he has a crew of, of other fallen angels that roll around with him and create havoc in people's lives. Secondly, um, and, and, and by the way, to, to sort of prove that, Ephesians 6 says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and, and spiritual forces of darkness. That, that's, that's what happens. And sometimes we think, no, it's them, it's those people in my life. And, and sometimes it's not those people, it's the enemy at work in our lives. And secondly, we find that there's a source of conflict from something called the world. Now, when I say the world, I'm not talking about like planet Earth and, and you know, cheetah bears. Cheetah bears? <laughs> Cheetahs or bears? My daughter used to like something called Cheetah Girls, and I guess I, I made it a thing. Uh, cheetah Bears. Um, wow. Uh, anyways, like kangaroos. I'm not talking about like the animal. I'm not even talking about the people of the earth. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son uh, for, to, to, to die on the behalf of the world, right? But we're talking about something different, and that is the, the worldview. That is, the, the, there, there is a kind of a spirit in the world that... Um, that is opposed to God and opposed to the gospel. As a matter of fact, when you say, I want to follow Jesus, I, I just want you to know this, that sometimes that invites uh, conflict in, in your world and your life. Um, for instance, I was watching the NBA finals the other day, and I noticed that Kawhi Leonard, who, who used to be a spur, um, I'm still having, yeah, some of you are having issues with it too. Um, but the, the, the Golden State was guarding him with two to three guys at a time. Why? Because they know he's a threat to their reign. They, have their, they, they won two championships in a row, and he, he's, the, he's the biggest threat. And so they, they, they come after him, and that's what happens when, when, you, when, you, when you follow Jesus. A lot of times, he'll mobilize against you. The enemy will mobilize against you to make sure your life gets difficult. So you're at war with your spiritual enemy. You're at war with a worldview that opposes God's rule and reign. And, and then thirdly, and this is what the series is about, you're at war with you. You're at war with you. Now, to, to sort of give some clarity to that, um, there's a biblical term that this war comes from that is called our fleshly nature, right? And that, of course, just means that inside of you there is a nature, a basic instinct, if I can use that terminology, that sort of wants to do stuff that is not, forget the Bible for just a minute, that's just not even moral a lot of times. It's not even good. And, and so if you're a follower of Jesus, before that, 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 was, that, that guy led the sort of show and, and, and led, led you into some pretty bad outcomes, some messes that you're maybe still trying to clean up all these years later. But when you give your life to Jesus, the Bible says that there is, this is from John 3, John, Jesus is talking to a guy named Nicodemus, he says you've got to be born again. There's a new birth that happens. 
And so you got a new you, and the new you, that spirit that God puts inside of you can, can hear from God, can listen to God, can be directed by God uh, to do good stuff. But the problem is, is the old guy is still in the room, right? And you're like, are you a schizophrenic? No, 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 I'm not. I don't think I am anyways. I, probably they don't even, most schizophrenics probably don't know that they are. Anyways, um, but there's a, there's a nature, there's a, there's a drive, there, there is desire in there that is at war with the, what God is trying to do in your heart. And by the way, this happens all the way till you die. So there's not like a day where you go, oh, finally, I'm done. I beat that guy. I'm done. That's not how it works. And, and, and so th this is from Galatians chapter uh, 5. Paul writes, and he says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Um, he says, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. And that's that fleshly nature, that old nature. The sinful nature wants you to do evil which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. As a matter of fact, he says the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the spiritual nature desires, and then this is the rub, right? The, these two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you're not free to carry out your own good intentions. I don't know if you've ever read the book of Romans, but Romans 7, Paul writes, he says, man, the things that I want to do, I can't do them. The stuff that I shouldn't be doing that I don't want to do, that's the stuff I do. And I think we can all relate to that on some level, that that's what's going on. There's a war going on. It's been declared against you, and sometimes we're oblivious to that, and so we don't, we don't declare war back. And then we're, we wonder why our life is, is, is in chaos. And so the Christian life is all about learning to live by the Spirit, to follow the Spirit, um, is what he says in Galatians 5, and not to follow our fleshly, native, basic instincts, if I can use that word. To live as the new man and not as the old man. And so that's the challenge. That's, that's the difficulty. So in, in, in light of all that, let me make a very strong statement. That next to Jesus, um, you are your own best friend. And next to the, to, to the devil, to the enemy, you are your own worst enemy. Now, why? Because we all know this to be true. If you've lived any length of time, you, we are masters at self-sabotage. Right? I'll give you a perfect for instance. Whenever I'm trying to work out or lose weight or whatever it is that I'm trying to, some new habit that I want to address in my life, some old habit I want to get rid of, it, it's, it, I, I end up sabotaging it a lot. And a lot of times I want to blame it on you know, my wife. Why did you bring those red velvet Oreo cookies into the, into the thing? You sabotaged my, 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 my instinct to get fit. And she'd be like, dude, you don't have to eat those. Well... Yeah, but they're there, and they're, they're talking to me, and they're calling my name out in the middle of the night, and there's a cold glass of milk calling them with me. No, 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 I did that to me, right? I can't, I can't blame it on anybody else if, if, I, if I start putting on the pounds because I can't stop eating. They got a new kind of Lucky Charm shawl. I had two bowls yesterday. I was telling my wife about this message and about how we sabotage ourselves, and, and we were on a walk around the neighborhood trying to exercise, right? And then when I get home, I was like, I got to have some of those fruity Lucky Charms. They're delicious. It's like tricks and Lucky, the, 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 the marshmallows all mixed together into one little thing. Seriously, man, they're going to have that in heaven someday. I believe that. I'm holding out. But I, I, I sabotage me. Like, my, my three worst enemies in life tend to be me, myself, and Irene, no, I, I, y'all saw that one? And I desperately, I don't know about you, but I desperately need to get out of my own way. And so as men, 
and women, we're inviting you to declare war on the version of yourself that you don't want to be, that stuff that you, that you don't like about your life. We're inviting you to declare war on that. Because if you say, I declare war, I, man, something about me saying that out loud, just it, 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 it activates something. I was like, let's get it on, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, I declare war. I don't know why I always wobble like that. Like, I'm, I guess I'm dodging, you know, the fight. Uh, I don't know. It puts me in a different frame of mind, and the frame of mind is so important to my success in declaring war on whatever it is I've got to declare war on. There is incredible power in you or me when we focus in a sort of singular direction, man, that when we focus and we say, this, I'm going to do this, and we, we go at it hard because you are what you think. Pro- Proverbs 23 and 7 says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And that's just true that, you, that there's power in focus. And I'm not saying that every single problem in your life can be just solved mind over matter. Not, not at all. But what I am saying is that what, what is going on in our minds really does matter. As a matter of fact, in, in, in the book, in Levi Lusco's book, I Declare War, he talks about thinking like a wolf and, 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 and acting like a wolf and fighting like a wolf. And we're going to get into all of that over the next couple of weeks, right? But, 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 but as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, that there's something that happens when you focus your mind and your energy towards a singular goal of, in this case, defeating the stuff that's trying to defeat me. Um, so, but before you can fight this war, you got to know what it is you're going to be fighting against. And it's going to be different for each one of us. In the book, in one of the early pages, there's a, there's a page with a little form, a little cool form that says, the things that are holding me back. And then there are multiple spaces for you to write those things in, whatever they might be for you. And then it says, I declare war on, and, and you fill in the blank. That we've all got some stuff in our lives that we need to get rid of. Uh, it could be anger, it could be, could be lust, it could be greed, it could be pride, it could be fear, it could be anxiousness, it could be laziness or moodiness or selfishness, whatever it is, I, I, got, I got to declare war. And for some of us, it might, be fight, it might be all of those things, right? Like we're like next level at needing to fight war, right? Now, now let me give you some context to what I'm talking about here. And I know that some of you are already thinking about carnizada and Big Red after this service or whatever you're going to eat is next, right? But I need you just sort of to activate your brain because this is, this is some thinking that's involved here. There are, there are patterns in your life and in mine, uh, many of which have been formed all the way back into our early childhood from the way our parents did things, the way our, our family life or, or whatever. So some of those things, I would argue, have been formed before we were born, meaning that there are characteristics and traits and patterns that are part of our family's history that you see re- repeating over and over again. Matter of fact, sometimes it's things that we hated about our dad or our grandfather that we end up replicating. And we're like, man, I, would, I cannot believe. And, and you've seen this where alcoholism just seems to run in the family line or, or, or various kinds of sort of worst t- way type things just sort of seem to sort of run in, that there's sort of this native proclivity towards those things. If you know what, does that make sense? Right? And, and so there's these patterns that have happened. So, and, 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 and it's powerful because these patterns produce products. Right? Those of you, I don't know if anybody sews anymore, if that's a thing or not, but back in the day, my mother, especially when we lived in Africa, we lived in Africa for a while, and we couldn't go down to the mall and buy stuff, and so she had brought all these patterns with her, and she would, like, homespun, you know, make stuff, I, I mean, but, like, like sometimes, 
the pattern wasn't enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 I don't think you really did very good at that. It's like, a, it's like these ladies on, they get on Pinterest and they're like, look at this cake. And then they're like posting a picture of, of the, 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 this cake that they got on Pinterest and their version like hashtag nailed it. And you're like, oh no, no. <laughs> Do you need glasses or like what, like what happened? You know, or, or like dudes are like, I, I, look at this deck I built back there. It's like, yeah, but bro, it goes downhill. You know, we're going to fall off of it. You know, come on, that's if I built it, right? I got, I got no skills. Um, so, so the thing is, is like the Bible says that the seeds that God put into the earth in the beginning, they all reproduced after their own kinds. Meaning, meaning that if you have an apple seed, that deep down in its, in its molecular level, the atomic level, there, are, there, there, is, there is a pattern involved in that that produces a tree which reproduces apples after its own kind. That the pattern produces products. And so that whatever the pattern is, that's what it's going to produce. You with me so far? Romans 12, this is powerful. Paul says in verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, right? That there's a pattern, there's a thought, there's a way of thinking and speaking and doing that he says don't conform to it. That's the world that we were talking about in the earlier part of the message. He says instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. And those of you who are always concerned about God's will, you're like, I don't know if I want God to do his will in my life. I want to do my own will. But listen to me. His will is, look at this. It's good, it's pleasing, and it's what? It's perfect. Oh, I'm scared of the will of God. No, no, no. It's good, it's pleasing, and it's perfect. Don't be afraid of what God's will is in your life. It's amazing, right? So Paul says there's a pattern involved in the world that we have to avoid. It's the way the world speaks and talks and thinks and chases and what the world chases after. He says, don't get caught up in that. And see, this is what you and I do, men, because I do this too sometimes, is I get caught up in what the world gets caught up in, and then I wonder why it's so defeating or why it's so not, it's not, it doesn't give me any satisfaction at sort of a soul level. Like I just go, I accomplished that, but it didn't do anything. It, it, didn't, it wasn't the magic bullet that I thought it was going to be. And, and so if I can't perceive the patterns of the world that are oftentimes in my heart, in my life, creating products in my life, if I don't see them, I'll spend my whole life chasing after things that don't fulfill at a soul level. Pleasures and the next and the latest and the greatest and, and all of this stuff. And it's not that God doesn't want us to have all good stuff because he does. It's just that he knows those good things that we think are going to fill us up, they don't fulfill. They leave us empty. And, and if we don't perceive the patterns of the world. And these patterns can literally become a sort of track, a rail system that we run our lives on when it comes to, to things like money and success and sexuality and what matters most and how we deal with pain and disappointment and anger and, and frustrations. They become the rail that we just naturally, as soon as this happens in our life, this is what we do. It's a pattern that produces a product. So if I can identify the patterns in my own life that I've picked up by hook or by crook, I can finally deal with the problems that the patterns have produced in my life. And this is why we're starting by saying you got to identify what you're declaring war against. Is it anger? Is it greed? Is it lust? Is it selfishness? What is it that you need, you need that's different than me to declare war on in your life? And you have to name it. 
It can't just be some sort of nebulous, um, uh, unidentified issue. You'll, you'll spin your wheels if you don't name it, if you don't take the time today or right in, the, in this message to go, you know what, this is the stuff that is holding me back from living the life that I think God wants me to, that, that I want to live. That there is a war going on inside of you and inside of me. There is no doubt about it. And that's why I say it's high time that you and I declare war back. Amen, somebody? Like, so you have to identify the pattern because the pattern is producing a product. And the product, which we, we think is the problem, we think the product's the problem, but the product isn't the problem. The pattern's the problem. Because at the root of the product, whether it's anger or lust or greed or whatever it is, is a pattern that you and I have conformed to. And matter of fact, we have normalized. And we're like, you'd say, no, Danny, I'm, I'm angry all the time because that's just how dudes are. Or I'm, I'm kind of moody so that when I come in from work, everybody's ducking and running. Um, and, and that's because that's the way my dad was. And that's just sort of how it is. No, no, no. No, you have accepted a pattern. You have conformed to a pattern that maybe your dad handed down to you that doesn't have to be the thing. It doesn't have to be that way. You've accepted it as normal or normalized it. And God would say, no, declare war against that. And your family will say, Praise Jesus, we'll pray for you and help you along the way, right? Let me come against all of our excuses. We want to blame the tree for the fruit it doesn't produce. We want to blame God for the blessings that he doesn't give. We want to blame people for the opportunities that they got that we didn't get. We want to blame circumstances for why we haven't reached our potential. We want to blame genetics for why we are the way we are. And we have all of these problems. But listen, guys, the problem is not what they did or what they didn't do or what God didn't do. The problem is, is our pattern of responding to those things. Right? And we need to change the pattern. We need to declare war on the old way of doing things and say, no, 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 I got to change. And no matter how old you are, you can still change this stuff. You can change it. Now, let me give you some examples. These aren't, they're, they're exception to these rules, but this is generally speaking true. So let's say that the product is, for a, for a dude is like, man, if I'm being honest, I struggle with lustful thinking. Thinking that's not about, I'm not even going to go down that road. Anyways. But, but your pattern is I watch a lot of television or a lot of movies that portrays sexual things. I have literally no accountability about what I watch or what I surf on the Internet. And that's, that's the pattern of your life. And it has produced the product where you're like, man, I'm struggling with lust. Does that make sense? So let's say the pattern is I don't read my Bible ever. I never pray I never take charge of my own thoughts. And the product of that would be that my faith is not strong. I feel like my prayers aren't going anywhere. And I'm struggling with anxiousness or worries about everything, right? Pat, pat, let's get practical. You're like, ah, oh, that's too spiritual. Let's just talk. Okay, here, here's a practical one. The product is I keep gaining weight and I feel tired all the time. Um, now, sometimes that's chemistry, right? But sometimes it's uh, eat too much of the new kind of uh, Fruit Loops, I mean, the new kind of uh, Lucky Charms. Dear God, they're good, man. I'm telling you. I could go for some right now. Y'all just pause while I have a little cup of them. Anyways, eat too much. I eat the wrong stuff. I eat when I'm depressed. I eat when I'm anxious. I eat when I'm bored. I don't exercise, and I stay up too late. And it's produced the fact that I'm gaining some weight, and I feel tired all the time. You see what the correlation is? Right? And I could just keep going. These patterns are in your life, and, and we've allowed these patterns to create 
products in our lives that we've come to just accept as that's the way things are. I'm stuck like that. That's just how it is. But just understand something. You are in charge of the thoughts that stay in your head. Like, you can't stop what shows up in your head. Stuff comes up in our head. I'm like, whoa, I don't want to think about that, right? But, but you don't have to let those thoughts stay there, right? If you were here on Big Wednesday, um, you know that we said to take that and you, you throw it on the ground. But you have to say, throw it on the ground. It's an old Saturday Night Live sketch, so I'll just go check it out, right? Here's the thing about our thoughts. Our thoughts are like trains, they take you somewhere. And you would say, no, man, I, I'm just thinking about this. It doesn't really take me where. But that thought is actually going to take you somewhere. And the thing about the thoughts that are, that are not good, that are not normal, that are not healthy, is they take us somewhere that we never intended to end up. And Paul talks about this in Galatians 5. I just read part of Galatians 5. But, but here's the verses before. He says in verse 19, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, when you follow the patterns that you think, no, these are just normal. This is just what everybody does. When you follow those patterns, those patterns produce a product. And here's the product, he says. The products are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division. That's a lot. Envy, drunkenness, wild parties, other sins like these. He says, let me tell you again as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Like, there, there is a sort of net result of following the patterns of this world that we have said, ah, that's just normal, it's just who I am. The net result is bad. And it produces products that are not good. And I don't even care if you're not a believer. A lot of the stuff we just know, that's not good. That's not right. Right? So, so identify the patterns that are going on in your life and then find a way, find a way to throw them on the ground. Right? If you declare war on changing the pattern, I believe that God will help you change the product. This is why Paul says in Galatians 5, we read it in the beginning, to follow the Spirit, that by His power, by His Spirit's leading, He will help us to change the product, that you're not stuck, you can change. Paul wouldn't have written Romans 12 too, do not conform to the, to the, to the pattern of the world. He wouldn't have written that if that's sort of just the way it has to be. Oh, we're just stuck the way we are. He wouldn't have written that. So see, I'm changing, when I declare war, I'm changing my mind. And when I change my mind, I change my life. That's true. Take away any spirituality. That's just true. When you make a decision, I am going to finish school. I am going to go get a degree. Whenever you do that, you change your life. So... Right now, I'm working um, with a trainer at the gym. I know you can't see that because um, I keep eating the new Lucky Charms. It's my wife's fault. She bought them and brought them in the house. It's not my fault, all right, clearly. I mean, if she hadn't put them there, I would, they wouldn't have made their way into my mouth. She's not on the front row. Good. Uh, she, can't, she can't throw something at me, right? So I'm working out with this trainer, and she keeps having me do these, she calls them core exercises, like, I'm used to going to the gym and sitting on a bench and lifting up stuff. It's not very heavy because I'm pretty weak, um, but I, it looks good while I'm doing it um, until you get there and go, six pounds, bro? Seriously, that's what you bench? Yeah, bro, get off me. I'm eating a lot of Lucky Charms right now to bulk, to bulk up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so, like, I know how to use the machines and the stuff, but she's got me over here, no machines, like, stand on this half of a ball. What was that going to do? 
And I'm over there going, dear God, why, don't, you know, why, am, why am I shaking? And I'm like, what is this going to do? She goes, well, listen, if you think you're so tough, bro, why are you shaking so bad? She just told me this last week. She's like, look how bad you're shaking, man. You gotta, we, gotta, we gotta tighten up the core. And she's got me working with ropes and, and rubber bands, like these fat rubber bands. And it doesn't feel very manly because I'm like, these dudes over here lifting massive iron and I'm stretching a rubber band, man. <laughs> dudes do that in the office. <laughs> Apparently that's how not next level I am. And she's like, bro, listen, listen. The reason I have you doing these things is because your core is pathetic. <laughs> I was like about to come at her, you know. <laughs> You got no balance, man. Your agility's a mess. You, you've got like the flexibility of like a, like a senior citizen giraffe. You know? <laughs> like I have zero flexibility. And she's trying to strengthen my, my core, my, my body's inner man, if you will. Like we're not going to move on to that stuff until you get this stuff right. Don't, don't try to fix the outside, Danny, until... We get, I know you want results. I know you want to look like whatever, but until we get this part right, the inner part right, it won't work. It won't stay. It won't hold. And, and I think if you're going to declare war, you got to prepare yourself for that. You can't go out into battle with no strength and no weaponry and no, no, no abilities. See, fellas, we want and we need to declare war on our worst ways, and that's awesome, but we need to be strengthened at the core uh, in what the Bible calls the inner man because we're losing the battle in the inner man and we're wondering why we're getting our rears kicked in the outer man. I, I love this, this quote I saw this week. He says, this guy T. Harvey uh, Ecker, he says, my inner world creates my outer world. My inner world creates my outer world. Now, this is a biblical principle, by the way. There is this place in the book of, of Ephesians, um, which is a letter meant to be circulated amongst the churches around Ephesus. They call it a circular letter. I'll here read it and then pass it on to the next church. And Paul is talking in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1. He starts a thought, and then he gets sidetracked, and he runs down a 13-verse rabbit trail. And then in verse 14, he comes back and says, okay, okay, okay. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you, he may grant you to be strengthened with power, how? Through his spirit, where? In your inner being. Now, we're setting up today, by the way, we're setting, you're like, well, where's all the practical stuff coming? Next week, right? We're setting it up today. Paul isn't concerned with their, their finances or, you know, what they're going to eat or what they're going to drink or where they're going to live. He's not concerned about any of that at this point. He's more concerned about their inner being because he knows that the inner being creates the outer being, creates the outer world. And he, he's letting us know with this verse, and he does it in a, a bunch of other places, that, that, that the, the absolute priority of the inner life uh, over the outward life, over the outward things that, 
may happen in us. And so what is the inner being? It's the place the Bible calls the heart. And just so you know, it's not the flesh and blood heart. It's not even just your emotions. It's the, it's the seat of your will. It's your, your choosing mechanism. It is your, your personality, your emotions. It's the deepest place of your life. And in other words, that if, if in your inner life there is strength, if in your inner life there is fortitude, there is power, then it doesn't really matter what might happen to you or around you or what temptations come at you. You will be strong enough to, to go through it, to walk through it. But conversely, if your outer world looks perfect, like you're all buff and ripped up, but your inner world is in tatters, then, tatters, then it's just a matter of time before your outer life will fall apart too. So then, so then, my ability, your ability to respond well to the external struggles, the, the products that our, that our patterns are producing, has everything to do with your ability to fight the internal war successfully. That nothing can influence your life or my life as much as your ability to tap into, to control your spirit in the middle of the volatile and the madness that is life sometimes. And so Paul says, hey, Ephesians church, I'm praying for you to be strengthened in the inner man. You, you, there is a war going on. In Ephesians 6, he'll talk about that war. There's a war going on. I need you to step into it. I need you not to shrink back from it. I, I don't need you to accept and just become a slave to whatever your, the, the, these warriors that are coming against you, whatever they say. I, I don't need you to do that. I need you to stand up and be strong, but I need you to know that if you're going to win, if you're going to succeed, you've got to be strengthened by God's Spirit in the inner being. So, so he says in the next verse, he says, I, Keep in step with the Holy Spirit. F follow the Holy Spirit's lead. And that's the thing about what God's calling. When God says to us, hey, I want you to declare war on the worst things about your life, the things that you hate about your life. He's not saying follow me like, like the Indy 500 was, uh, I guess, last Saturday or Sunday. And if you know the idea of a pace car, a pace car comes out on the track and everybody follows him around. And, 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 and that's not what Paul's getting at when he says to walk with the Spirit or keep in step with the Spirit. It's much more potent than that. Because that implies that, hey, by your own strength, by your own speed, you keep up with a pace car. No, no, no. This is more like a locomotive, like a big train engine. The Spirit of God is the train engine, and we attach ourselves to Him, and, and He, by His power, by His strength, by His goodness, by His glorious riches, Paul says, He enables us to do what we cannot by sheer willpower, determination alone, what we can never do. Like some of you are like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go home and defeat lust in my life. Not without help, you're not. Not without, not without, not without your inner being being strengthened by the power of the Spirit. Not, not without that. Listen to me. If you haven't yet made the inner man, the core of you, a priority, strengthening that. If you haven't made strengthening it a priority because you're like, I'm, I've got too many things going on. I'm too busy. I'm too tired. I'm too whatever. Then, then I would say to you and to me that I have no right to complain to God. God, I, I, where, where's the peace that you promised in my life? God's like, hey, what about the inner being? Or because I'm confused or because I'm anxious or because I'm fearful. I would argue to you, what, what, what are you doing to have your inner being strengthened? Because we grow to the degree, we are strengthened to the degree that we understand the truths of the word of God. So the word of God 
we, we work out the inner being with the word of God. We work out the inner being by gathering together in a place like this. We, we work out the inner man by worshiping. We work out the inner man by, 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 by spending time and gathering with believers, other believers who are going our way. This is why we do small groups. We call them life groups here. We're launching the, the summer session, which is just six weeks. We're launching them right now. You can go out and find out about them. Like that's how, that's how you strengthen the inner being so that when you w- declare war, um, you can actually see something happen. Now, I, I'm going to wrap up. I got like three more pages of notes and you can rest. I'm not going to go to them. All right. I'm going to just skip them. I'm going to cut them. FYI, I'm skipping all that. Uh, they got my notes back there. I, I want to say to the men in particular, but to the women as well. Um, here's what I want you to do. Uh, did anybody ever, don't admit it if you did, but there was a movie called Fight Club. It wasn't healthy. It wasn't holy. It wasn't godly in any way. But back in the old day when my old man was running the show, I watched this movie, all right? Not really. I watched it. Anyways, anyways. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage the, the men and the women today to join Fight Club. Right? There was only one. There was two rules about Fight, fight Club. Don't ever talk about Fight Club. And don't ever talk about Fight Club. I think that's what's the two rules. But we're going to talk about Fight Club because we're in a war, but we can't, we, it's, it's much better to do war with other people in the room. So if you've got your phone, phones, men, you can um, get those out real quick. There's an app on here called uh, the Holy Bible. It's called the Bible app. Um, if you open that real quick, um, it, you, there's a search engine under the plans, and there's a plan called Fight it's called fight, ironically, right? Um, and it's called winning the battles that matter most. And it's, it's uh, put together by Pastor Craig Groeschel, who pastors the largest church in America. They've got 100,000 people that go to their church. I know, crazy. We're right there. We're right there with them. <laughs> Look around. Uh, we're, we're, we're nipping at his heels right now. Um, but it's called fight. And for, for 11 days, I'm going to encourage you, not today, don't start today. Start tomorrow. Or if you want to today, you can start today. But over the next uh, 11 days, as we go through this series... Um, I'm going to encourage us to read these scriptures together, to encourage one another, to invite your friends so you can, you can send invitations to people and, and it'll email them, hey, read this, this plan with me. And you could do that. If you're in a small group, do that. And then the second thing I want you to do, uh, ladies, go out there and join one of the groups today maybe. But th- we have a brand new group that we've never done before. It's called Series 33. It's for men. It's not for older men or middle-aged men or old men. It's for young guys. It's going to be relevant. It's cool. It's hip. It's well done. It's powerful. It's six weeks long, and there's six sessions of these six weeks. So if you like it, you can join this uh, module two uh, in, in, in the fall, or you can join module three. You can pick up wherever you want to. Um, but, but Ken and Joe are out there, and, and they will help you get plugged into that. And this is the thing. If you're a man, I'm asking you, if you, wanna, if you want to strengthen the inner man, if you want to declare war and be successful at it, join the fight club. They're not calling it fight club. They're calling it series 33. I'm saying it's fight club, baby. Come on. <laughs> you know, and, and if you're right here in your spiritual walk, it'll help you go to a how never level. All right, there, man, somebody. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for these principles. Lord, we um, are counting on you because you said you would. You'd guide us. You'd lead us. You would direct us. You would guide us into all truth. And you'd help us by your spirit to stand up and do this. 
And Lord, this isn't just a fun thing that we're trying to do. We want to help people change their lives. I want my own life to be changed, God, so that I declare war. I activate myself. I point myself towards identifying and then defeating by the grace and the help of God and other believers the things that are in my life that, that shouldn't be there. And I pray that your help and your good, your good spirit would come along to guide us and direct us in all this. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said a good amen. Give the Lord a big hand, would you? Amen, somebody. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If this ministry has impacted you in any way and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, please visit lifepointsa.com slash give to make a donation. We hope you have a great rest of your week and we hope to see you soon at one of our Sunday worship experiences. God bless.